Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I am joined by Holly Warlick, a member of the U.S. Basketball Hall of Fame and the former head coach for the University of Tennessee women's basketball team, as well as Carol Jew, Chapman University's women's basketball head coach and the first Chinese-American head basketball coach in the NCAA. All right, so let's talk about basketball. I'd like to hear both of your backstories. So how did you guys get into basketball, and what made you want to start playing? come from an athletic family. Sports was important. I ran track, played softball, played basketball, went to the University of Tennessee on a track scholarship, and uh, walked on the basketball team because I had a great love and passion for basketball. And it, it took for me played there for four years, which led to me getting the chance to play the international level and played on the 80 Olympic team that got boycotted. And then that led me into a coaching career. So it, it's been kind of a dream of mine when you have the passion and you love the sport. It's amazing how many countries I've been to, how many people I've met through basketball. I've been very blessed to have that opportunity as a female and then just enjoy the time that I've had involved in basketball. I got exposed to it at two, three years old where my dad used to play in the back with my cousins. We used to live next door and the ball would go over and they would say, they used to sit, call my Chinese name, you can't go get the ball. <laughs> so then I started to play slowly as I was growing up at 10, 11. I didn't play on any teams, but I just loved playing with the boys. And I played through high school and I went through a big loss in my senior year and I said, I'm going to keep playing. So I played two years at Division II school in Cal State and I finished at Claremont McKenna. And that's where I was the accounting major. So in the mornings, I would be an accountant. And at night, my friend back at Cal State LA said, hey, why don't you coach with me? So I would coach at night with her. So after a couple years, I asked my husband. I got married young, 23. I said, can I coach? So I went into teaching. Uh, I would coach at night there. And then I went back to my alma mater at Claremont, where my, our head coach went to a sabbatical. Then I was the head coach one year. Then the following year, Chapman opened up, and uh, I said, okay, I'm either going to get this job or I'm going to go back to business. I was thinking about opening a Jamba Juice. Well, 16 years later, I'm still here. (laughs) Uh, So that's how I kind of got into coaching and just started to really enjoy the aspect of coaching. And I still play. I'm 50, and I play in over 40 league with my sister and a, a lot of friends. So I coach all the way through how I coach my boys, my 13 and 17-year-old, my 40 and over team. We all run the same plays, run the hard defense, and everybody thinks I'm a crazy maniac. And I coach my Chapman women's basketball the same way, too. So some people can say I'm a little crazy. I love that. Do you guys prefer playing or coaching? I like both. That's my church every Sunday to play or play with my dad. or My dad's 80. He still plays. And so I try and do that with my sons, too. Uh, and that's how I met my husband. I was coaching my husband on a Chinese rotary team. And I had a boyfriend at the time. I put the boyfriend on the team, and then we started talking. And then two years later, <laughs> I married the guy. So I have to thank basketball for a whole lot of things. Yeah. I love to play. I would play till my legs fell off, but they ran out of where I could go. And I think right now, unlike Carol, my mind says I can do it, my body won't. <laughs> But it's just fun, and coaching is a different aspect. I think playing, you don't have as much responsibility. You don't have much, so much things cluttering in your head. You just went out there and played. So I probably enjoy playing more, but I hadn't played in so long. I kind of forgot how it, how See, it was. See, I have to play and coach. So <laughs> that's, that's hard when I, I was telling another friend, I go, can you guys come so I can concentrate on what I want to do? What would you say basketball 
taught you and what could basketball teach young girls who want to go into the field? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, discipline. Sports, you have discipline. In your life, you have discipline. Any job, you have discipline. Puts you in situations where you have to learn to handle, obviously, the positive but the negative. So it prepares you for life. And I think most people would say that anybody that's been in sports, especially in women, is a stepping stone for leadership. And you got to understand working with other people. It's not just about you. You've got to handle a team. You've got to handle somebody telling you, no, we're not doing it that way. And sometimes that's hard. But the camaraderie, it teaches you loyalty, just um, hard work, what kind of hard work, where it leads, all aspects of life. And it's huge. You understand you're growing up quickly before your eyes and you don't even know it because of the game of basketball. Like I always tell my players, I say, yeah, I know it's finals. I know you're tired. I know it, but... In the real world, how are you going to tell your boss, I can't go to work today? Because, you know, I stayed up with my two-year-old and that, well, who's going to pay the bills? Yeah. Who's, who's going to pay that car payment or, you know, mortgage? Who, how are you going to do that? You know, you have to be able to take those conditions and then put them in a different dynamic later. And I think that teaches a lot of aspects, as she said, it's the discipline. Mm-hmm. I had a student um, that came in and wanted to be pre-med, and she was getting C's and D's. And I said, you better think of another major, not medical school. <laughs> she went into psychology and found her niche. And the first paper she wrote was how student athletes are best in the corporate world because of all the aspects of leadership, discipline, loyalty, and everything. Well, that got published, and she was able to read that in front of a conference. And that was one of our professors pushing her to do it. And I said, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't want you to be my doctor if you got C minus and Ds. Right? Would you? Yeah. Right? So she found her ditch. So those are kind of those lessons along the way um, that you learn. And it's about demand, how you juggle academics and athletics and personal life. life. And And I think the biggest problem for young kids is time management. They don't understand it. you got to be on time. Your time is not more important than anybody else's time. Mm -hmm. So you got to be on time. you got to go to class. Just the simple things that are going to help you make a commitment. You're going to succeed. Both have reached such a level of success in this industry, but you've also both been in the industry for so long, so you've seen a lot of the changes that have happened, especially towards the treatment of women and the way women are viewed in sports. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to hear some of the challenges that you guys have seen or have faced while playing basketball and coaching basketball for women in the industry. I think, first of all, opportunities. I think early on that we didn't have the opportunities to play in the bigger arena. The matter of women are not supposed to play sports, that was kind of the myth back then. And, you know, and boys play sports and girls don't do that. And so you have to overcome those stereotypes. Sports should not be defined by a gender a race. It's something that you do and it's passionate and it can be extremely rewarding. What advice would you give to young women now who want to get into basketball or professional sports? Uh, you just got to love what you're doing. Don't do it because mom and dad told you to do it. And I sometimes get those kind of players. Don't do that. The first thing is really love what you're doing right now. Whether it's athletics, whether it's technology, whatever it is, you gotta love what you're doing. Because if you don't, then you don't have the path. Decide what you want. If it's basketball, then you do it. Don't let anybody talk you out of it either. If that's your dream, then you do it. Because it's about you. It's one time you can be selfish. You make a decision on what you want to do in your life. And it it needs to be a great decision because the opportunities are out there. Just go for it. You're gonna suffer defeat. There's not too many people that can say at the end of the year, 
that we won. That group is really, really small. But the other ones that compete, you go with it, and then next year you got to get better. And so it's not always about success, but it's handling the defeats and aiming at a higher direction or what you want to do with it. But don't let anybody talk you out of something that you love. Because if you're going to do it, you need to do it with a tremendous amount of passion. If you don't, then you don't need to do it. And the last thing, don't just go one for right now. Go for it all because the other sports help train the body to be better. Play everything and have fun doing it. That's the big thing. Yeah. And love that camaraderie. Absolutely. That's it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'd like to thank Holly Warlick and Carol Jew again for joining me. Don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode. As always, remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice.